Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Wednesday. It's Wednesday, so we had John McClain on a little bit earlier. And... We were talking, prior to John coming on, we were talking about how the... In fact, Ben, let's get the uh, let's set this up with the Strahan audio. My bad. Um, we were talking about uh, how the Fox crew um, gives Sean Payton grief for his love of the snack bar at the uh, Fox Studios. Yeah. So this is, this is Strahan, Michael Strahan and Terry Bradshaw in the, the pregame studio show on Fox... Um, it started with a simple question about what are the chances Sean Payton is back with Fox next year as opposed to coaching in the NFL. I got two quick questions. One, uh, the flattery was really nice what you said to us. One through ten, what are the chances you'll be here next year with us? Seven. Okay. Oh, okay. Seven, okay. Seven, seven, seven good. Okay. Likely. We should ask Eric that question. Okay. <laughs> Eric Shanks. Seven, seven. But number the, the second question was if you are here and if you are not, how important is craft services to your decision? Because you eat a lot of food. <laughs> oh my God. Listen. Hey, your, your nickname around here is Snack Bar. Okay. That was Terry Bradshaw, by the way. That voice you heard at the end was Terry Bradshaw. Which, by the way, that was. Um, Oh, who used to be the big guy on the the football shows with uh, – uh, I'll think of it later. Anyway, yeah, Terry can be kind of uh, – or excuse me, uh, Howie can be kind of brutal with uh, with taking cracks at people's weight because he's, you know, super lean and jacked. And, and handsome uh, and everything else, yeah. yeah like. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh, he's old school when it comes to busting chops, you know. <laughs> right, It's right. like the old guys at the golf club. Yes. Uh, they ain't going to pull any punches whatsoever. Yes. And Sean Payton – he uh, he looks like he's put on a few. He does. So he's he, just, he doesn't he doesn't look his fighting trim necessarily. Right. So we were breaking down that bit of audio right before John McClain came on yeah. with us earlier today. And, and by the way, that wasn't the only time that day that they that he did that. Later on, 
Terry Bradshaw called him snack bar. Yeah. And Peyton, Peyton didn't look too happy about it. Right. I think Peyton had had enough by that point. Right, right. Yeah, nobody likes yeah. to be incessantly poked fun at over their weight, for sure. Not by Terry Bradshaw. But by Terry Bradshaw, of all people, who is, you yeah. know, he's 74 and not in the greatest of physical condition anymore. So, um, we were talking about that right before John McClain came on with us. And look, Sean Payton has been called a lot of things, good and bad. Yeah. I've never heard him labeled as what John McClain labeled him as. Where is Sean Payton on your power ranking of these head coaching candidates right now? Well, I watched him on there, and as far as size-wise, the snags are not going to him. He looks just like he always does, and he says a workout fanatic. And uh, I don't know. He's, he's told people that uh, he may take a job and he may not. That's smart. To if he's a workout fanatic, he's not hired. Like that's, a, when, that's like when your personal trainer comes up to you eating a donut. Like, all right, let's get this thing going. <laughs> okay, so that was that was Seth. That that was the, the whole thing was us earlier today. Seth uh, jumping in. Okay, there. this is the thing though, Sean. He has been described as a workout warrior, and this is honestly. I was starting off thinking I was going to do this tongue-in-cheek, but I'm not. This is actually a valid concern of mine now. Back in um, 2012, Sean Payton had to take a little time off because right. he uh, because of Bounty Gate, by the way, which nobody seems to want to bring up except me. Bounty Gate! Bounty Gate Sean! Don't know what you're talking about. Old, uh, <laughs> old Tackle the Outside ACL. I'm unfamiliar! <laughs> Sean Payton. Yeah. <laughs> So Sean Payton, dude, who used dude, to pay real, to have NFL players. Real injured. quick, remember when in Bounty Gate when they got that recording and they were saying "affect the head"? Yeah, affect that. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a, that was a metaphor. You see, uh, it's just a convenient metaphor. Is they were also actually paying guys to injure other players. Jeez, and then okay. Sean Payton was, uh, you know, contributed to the kitty on that allegedly. My God, so, man. so never mind all that. He had to take a year off. Yeah, and this is the thing. Yeah, he came back. And uh, let's just say he had a lean and hungry look. This is a quote from an article on NFL.com. Let's just be clear. Peyton looks jacked these days. We're talking legitimate pectorals here. Not just a little weight loss or a healthier look. Real muscles. Lance Moore said he doesn't look like the same person. A little transformation. I think it says Evans. I'm thinking Heath Evans must be. I guess he got his mind off it, got into the weight room. He's a big health freak now, Jenkins said. So um, back in 2012, Sean Payton was out of football and hungry and wanted to prove a point. And he came back chiseled like a different guy. Wow. Now Sean Payton looks like he's been living in the lap of luxury, partaking of the snack bar all day long on Sundays. I don't know if he's even been watching the football because he's been had his head over and the in the nacho the, the nacho dip too too far. Yes. Yeah. Um I uh I don't like this. I don't like it. I like a lean and hungry look about him. I, I want 2012, 2013 Sean Payton. I don't need this version of Sean Payton who's just possibly coming in to collect his fifty million dollar you know, final big payment. You are not joking about this. You are you are dead serious about being concerned about his physical condition that he's in right now. Yeah, I don't know if at one point in his life he was you know had a chip on his shoulder and came back chiseled. I don't like the fact that he's had a year off now after quitting and he's as sloppy as I've ever seen him. I don't know what all his workout warrior talk is. Uh, he looks like he hasn't hit an elliptical machine in months. No, no, not at all. Yeah, so I just thought yeah. that was. That was a curious labeling by John McClain. Workout. What did he call him? A workout fanatic. Play one more time, Ben. Just the beginning again. Uh, what? 
Well, I watched him on there, and as far as size-wise, the snacks are not going to him. He looks just like he always does, and he says he's a workout fanatic. Workout fanatic. Yeah, that's okay. the part. Well, the part where John says he watched him, and that's how he looks, I don't get that at all. It looks like his, it looks like his suit had to be let out. Yes. Um, or that he had to get something off the rack because his old, his old ones wouldn't fit He's got moves. Yeah. Moves. Which is, there's Man nothing. Moves. There's no shame in that or anything. It's just he's not a he's not a workout fanatic. Right. Of course, you can be a workout fanatic, but also a food fanatic. Yeah. You know, and then you work out to keep from blowing up too big. Right. It doesn't paint the picture of a guy who is lean, hungry, and ready to redeem himself yes. like he was in 2013. So what we have now is a broken down old dude who paid people to injure other people uh, uh, illegally. Back in 2011 or 12, when was Bounty Gate? That was uh, 2000. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure when Bounty. Uh, oh, it was 2011 because 2012 was the year. It was he had his punishment year. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, we're getting a lot of texts here. Trailer wheel and frame text page one one six six. Peyton and Bounty Gate fit right in here. Is Luno making this hire slash interview? I like it. If you ain't cheating, <laughs> oh, you ain't trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luno would want to know why it wasn't more effective. Like at what point, you guys? You know the problem with uh, Bounty Gate was that we didn't have spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> we didn't. We we didn't plug this thing into Excel and figure out a way to, right. to really make it go. Right. Find the probably. You know, there's probably something to that. Yeah. You could you could have gotten away with like trying to injure like role players more effectively with less fanfare. Mm-hmm. And um, hmm, hold on, I'm going to write that down. Ben, put that in the book of uh, promises. Okay. Right. Wow. Okay. I'm, I pulled up the wiki page for Bounty Gate, um, yeah. and it was okay. Uh, an incident in which members of the Saints in the NFL were accused. Saints, a franchise in the NFL. God, Wikipedia. You know, we know where the. They were accused of paying out bonuses or bounties for injuring players on opposing teams, and the the pool was alleged to have been in operation from 2009, which is the year they won the Super Bowl, through 2011. Yeah. Multiple years. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and you know, a lot of people tried to dismiss that as like, oh, that's what they do. No, that's not what they do. Remember, Ted Johnson and I were at uh, at the Super Bowl, the New Orleans Super Bowl, Ironically enough, and that was when all the um, it was it was the, was it the same year the Bounty Gate stuff broke or would it, it might have been a year later. But anyway, the, 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 the New Orleans Super Bowl was after the 2012. It was the 2012 season, so yeah, yeah. Like, that was the okay. year that that Peyton was off. Yeah, yeah. So it was after that. But anyway, we, there was some special teams kid that had written a book, and we were interviewing him, and he was on that team, and like during the interview. The kid was like, he was talking to Ted and I because he knew that we had played. And he was like, you know, it's like anything. You just you say, hey, I'll give you 200 bucks if you take this guy out of the game. And Ted and I looked at each other like, no, we uh, don't know. No. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. But it's like, whenever you, when, you know, like that's how, that's how human psychology works. When you're involved in something like that, you tell yourself that everybody else is doing it. Right, you know, right. that's, uh, that's one of the ways you make, that's one of the ways you sleep at night. But I, Ted and I, between our 20 years of NFL experience on different NFL teams, had uh, never come across anything quite like that so should but, but it happened with sean payton sean payton was all about it should the 2009 saints be catching the same amount of heat that the 2017 astros have been catching through the years because i feel like the uh, saints I feel like they already did do you think yeah. they caught like that like the level that the astros had over the bounty gate stuff i I'm, i feel like payton caught the heat for it and the, it, i feel like I feel like what happened with bounty gate is what they intended to have happen baseball intended to have happen with their punishment for the 2017, which is 
management is taking the fall for everybody. Yeah. I feel like that happened with Bounty Gate. I don't feel like any of the 2009 Saints are catching any heat for it. Football is always different than baseball. There's a higher tolerance by the fan base and writers and everybody within it with a certain amount of uh, moral flexibility, I think. And I think sometimes there's, there is an assumption by some people that – that the bounties must go on all the time or, you know, the same thing happens with steroids. People just assume that like, oh yeah, those guys are all on PEDs. Like, so I, which which are both gross exaggerations these days. Um, And I think that because of that, they just, they don't get as much flack for it. Plus the records aren't, the records aren't as hollowed in football. That's why like, like when I heard, who was the latest one to do it? Was Joe Buck? Yeah, it was Joe Buck doing the the Cowboys game, right? Yes. He was gushing about Daniel Jones, and for the first time ever, the three touchdowns with over 70 yards rushing. I'm like, what is this? I don't, who cares? It was a good performance. Let's not act like it was one for the ages because he threw for 300 yards, and he had a couple of nice runs. My God. Um, <laughs> it's football. Nobody gives a damn about that stuff. It'll be broken by some nameless fool two years from now. Uh, 0780 on the trailer wheel and frame text page. The fitness of a head coach is an interesting topic. Maybe the fitter they are means they're more interested in working out versus watching film and scheming. <laughs> give, me a, give me an Andy Reid and his plump cheeseburger-loving oh, yeah. self all day. Right. Work out. Right. At it. Yeah. No, see, this is the thing, though. We're, I don't think that there is a trend, per se, uh, unless you're talking about a single individual and his trends. So Andy Reid, like, it's not like Andy Reid had a period in his life where he was, you know, uh, hungry and motivated and looked like it because of his physical stature. I think with Andy Reid, it's been one long process of trying to minimize the damage. And, you know, while he's doing everything else, because, like, Andy Reid is a workout fanatic. He's got an elliptical in his office. He has to work his butt off to try to stay a certain weight. It's fluctuations within the individual that concern me. So, yeah, the last time Sean Payton spent a year out of football, it sure seemed and sounded like he was pretty hungry and and ready to go when he came back. energized they kept talking about how much energy he had i look at him up there uh, trying to put out energy on television which is no small tasks mind you uh but uh, i'm not feeling it i'm not feeling the energy not get i don't think this guy's hungry enough and i'm gonna keep saying it if the texans hire him i'll put that chip on your shoulder and you better not eat it fatty <laughs> work out the medic uh, four two wow four two eight Sean zero. Sean eating each chip that I put on his shoulder. Stop it! It's a metaphor. <laughs> he's not even using his hands. He's just turning his head to the right and hump, hump. Like Homer in the ironic hell. Yes, where, he's, where they just keep feeding them the donuts and he keeps eating them. Yes. Uh, four two eight zero. Where's Sean Payton? I don't know. He weighs seven hundred eighty pounds and he can't stop eating motivational chips. One chip at a time. Uh, 4280, I want Thomas Brown as the next Texans head coach. Need a young and hungry head coach who can grow with this young team. Go get C.J. Stroud with the second pick, Jackson Smith and Jigba with the 12th pick, and let's go. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by Thomas Brown. Uh, I, I don't know that he's not at the top of my list, but I'm, I'm intrigued. There's not a bad candidate on this list. I, like, that's, Thomas that's Brown. That's the thing I'm most encouraged fit. by. Yeah. He's, he's a workout fit. warrior, workout fanatic. Yep. Yeah, he's got lots of energy. I like that kind of mentality. Uh, but like, D'Amico is the guy. I mean, um, based on D'Amico fitness. Has, yes. <laughs> if we're gonna power rank these guys based on physical fitness, yeah, I would go by D'Amico Ryan's first. Yep. 
followed by Jonathan Gannon. Okay. Uh, Jonathan see. Gannon's very fit. Is he? And he's like, and he looks like he means business. Yeah. You know? you see why Nick um, likes him so much. Oh, I guess so. I guess I'd have to go Thomas Davis before Jonathan Gannon. Like Thomas I've Brown. Watched, yeah. Or excuse me, Thomas Brown. Well, Thomas Davis though too. If he were a candidate, he would. Dude. He'd be right there. Actually, might be above D'Amico. Yeah. So <laughs> if he's not, he'll beat you up until you put him above D'Amico. <laughs> so uh, Thomas Brown, who like when you watch his mic'd ups, yeah. he looks like he could be out there playing football. Still. Right. Um. So then Jonathan Gannon. Yep. Jonathan Gannon, very fit, very driven. Oh wait, but Ijiro Iviro is very fit too. Yeah. Not as muscular as Gannon. I'll put Ivero below Gannon yeah. for now because it doesn't look like he might be the guy like our texture is talking about that like he's fit but he's he's too busy breaking down film to be spending extra time in the weight room. Where where is Steichen is not fat but he ain't skinny. Uh, okay. That used to be Steve McKinney's intro song when he used to come on for his weekly show on this station. Yeah, he is not skinny. He is not fat. Yeah, <laughs> it was the inside skinny with Steve McKinney was the name That's of the right. show. Inside, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, okay, but maybe Kafka. I'll put Kafka because he's got a brawny look to him above above Ben Steichen. Yeah. So then it goes Kafka, Steichen, and am I missing anybody? I don't know, but there is a long Sean slew. Sean at the bottom. There's a long slew of vertical dots after those six names, and then Peyton at the bottom of those vertical dots yeah. on the list. Like there's a there's a big drop off after all these coordinators down to Peyton at the bottom of the list. Ben Johnson's not on the list anymore because for those of you who don't know, Ben Johnson uh, took took <laughs> I saw him at the airport. He looked fat. He was eating all the cheese off the cheese plate, and I texted Cal and said, No go. It's Send right. him back. Send his ass send his ass back to fat Detroit. I ripped his Make shirt it. off. He had a myrtle underneath, a man girdle. He was pushing his fat in. He'd been eating too much of that square pizza up in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The sauce on top. What the hell? All is right. that what they do? They put it on top? They do. They do. That's the Detroit style. Yeah, they put the sauce on top, which feels like a recipe to just wind up with sauce all over your shirt, honestly. What are we doing? All right. Uh, Payne and Pendergast with you here. Uh, 713-572-4610. Trailer wheel and frame text page. Um, we got to talk about this. John Wall went scorched earth on a podcast on the Houston Rockets. Holy smokes. <gasps> Our Houston Rockets. Our Houston Rockets. Yeah, some of the things John, some of the things John Wall was saying in a year where he was basically getting handed forty-five million to do nothing, <laughs> is pretty funny. We will, we will get, yeah. we will get to it next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. When you got traded to the Rockets, talk about the Rockets experience. Trash. I don't know. I know. Beyond trash. Okay, well, that was John Wall. He was on Theo Pinson's podcast called Run Your Race is the name of the podcast. And boy, he, uh, John Wall, did not mince words when it came to his time with the Houston Rockets. Just said trash. John Wall had some things to say. I do think there is some degree of, of truth or warning signs maybe for the Rockets and some of the things he had to say. Some other things I just, I have a hard time having sympathy for a guy who got paid $47 million to do nothing for a year. Like that's, that's just, that's, that's me. Um, here was John Wall. If you recall, John Wall was part of a trade involving Russell Westbrook. Westbrook went to Washington to the Wizards. John Wall came back here. Both had equally horrible contracts. John Wall came. John Wall came to the Rockets and stepped right into a situation where Russell Westbrook was not going to be the last one to want to bail. James Harden was soon on his way out as well. I'm going there thinking James going to be there, you know what I mean? Once yeah. I get traded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he already wants out. When I landed, I'm like, what up, ooh, I'm about to land. If I go do my conference, he's like, well, I'm on my way to Atlanta for a little baby birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, he talking about, you want to give him jail me? Bitch, I just got traded here. <laughs> I can't up. I got to be on good terms. Like, I don't know how the yeah. owner is, the GM is. I don't know nothing. Yeah, like, right. It's new. This ain't like I'm in D.C. Am I in D.C.? I'm like, hell yeah, we out. Right. It's my show. Yeah. This ain't my show over here. Yeah, nah. Yeah. So we do that. They like So he don't come to training camp, none of that. So, you know, that that news is all toxic. Yeah. For me, I ain't playing two years. Right. Mom passed, Achilles, mm-hmm. and COVID. So I'm like, I don't give a f- who playing, who not. I just want to hoop. I'm just trying to get yeah. on the court. That's it. So John Wall gets traded to this team to be ostensibly the second best player on the team. And I think I think he would have been a better fit next to James than Russell Westbrook would have been if the two had ever played together for any extended period of time. But he, he gets traded here. He gets on the plane. He flies here. He's calling James Harden like, hey, man, we're teammates now. And Harden's like, yeah, I'm in Atlanta at a little baby's birthday party. Like it's just yeah, training yeah. camp. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, well, um, you could go one of two ways with that. You could point out that, hey, well, you could say, hey, Tom Brady missed training camp this year. Yeah. And uh, wasn't that such a great year for the Bucks? It was not. It would look like, a, look like kind of a wild, messed up affair for the Bucks this year. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it, but there are also just so many other stories and just flat out, it's not like rumors or anything, just obvious evidence that James Harden that year went all Sean Payton uh, and showed up tubby. And it was just – was. Uh, Trying to get his ass out of there. Yeah, no, dude, we're going to play more John Wall here in a second, but that to me, like my takeaway from that cut there, um, because the Rockets were in a thankless spot at that point. Harden didn't want to be here, and he was making life really hard on them. Um, My big takeaway there is like, yeah, you know what? They're still a big part of the Rockets fan base that when they heard rumors of James Harden wanting to come back to Houston, were super psyched about it, like about the possibility of 
James Harden coming back here and playing with this this young core nucleus. So uh, we'll see if that happens. So here's John Wall. So we know that eventually, about eight or nine games into the season that year, that was that was 2020-2021, uh, we know a few games into the season, they're, they're able to move Harden to uh, to Brooklyn. And so now John Wall is truly here with Christian Wood and a bunch of young dudes. This is before they even drafted Jalen Green. Um, and he said, man, once Harden was traded, the Rockets, they were tanking. When they worked my ass off, played. I mean, we lost 20 in a row. We were trying to lose on purpose. Tanking. Yeah. yeah. Like, we started studying name Justin Pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we started meeting. This is how our start lineup was. I saw I knew, like, me, David Nawabba. Mm-hmm. Jay Sean Tate, Justin Patton, somebody else. I'm like, but who the f can I win a game with with this? <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, they were they were rebuilding. They were they were they were yeah. doing what they, they were doing NBA tanking is what they were doing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's um, I I don't. And that's where it gets tough is if you're John Wall and you're stuck in that that pivot point where all of a sudden a uh, team goes from like, oh, okay, we're geared towards winning championships to now all of a sudden, crap, we're trying to regroup as we try to figure out exactly what what pieces we have and how to move forward and reset. That's a tough place to be. I do wonder, though, too, where, I mean, you're John Wall. You're a veteran who presumably would have some say in turning that around, you know, or changing. You're, like, you're supposed to be one of those guys that keeps it from getting to that point. That's, it's overstated how much one guy can do, but that's the, that's the only issue I have with it. I think he's, he's accurate, I'm sure, in describing everything the way it was. But once Harden is gone, uh, you know, you can, you can be a team that's resetting or tanking, but still you know, have have certain standards and expectations. Yeah, he he says a few things in these next couple cuts, and some of which I agree with. I just in general, as far as him winding up in a situation with a tanking team, it, it, you yeah. know, there's a lot of teams that tank in the NBA, and it's unfortunate if you're a veteran player, you wind up with one of them. But when you sign a max deal like John Wall, like John Wall signed a super max deal, he was making forty to forty five million a year on that contract. If you get hurt. Or if you don't play because of COVID or whatever, like it, when you stop becoming worth that money, you leave yourself open to winding up in situations like that where you're just in there to 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 give an equal salary to Russell Westbrook in a trade, you know, because the salaries yeah. need to match up in the NBA when you make trades like that. So I, I have I have very little sympathy for John Wall winding up in this situation because when you're overpaid, the only thing worse than being underpaid is being overpaid because you yeah. you know you yeah. you you lose control. Unless you have a no trade clause, you lose control of where you might wind up. But it is, and you know, and I think that you know, with with snippets and whatnot, it's hard to tell the whole picture. I think that I like I'm not as I'm saying. Well, hey, you could have been a part of changing that culture. I'm also saying there's only so much you can actually do. And he, he in some ways, I think is just describing like what a miserable situation that is. Yeah, you know, he's, if he's going to speak about it honestly, he's not going to say like, "Well, boy, you could tell that they were just trying to pull themselves up by the bootstraps, sure. and everything was just awesome." It, it. He, by the way, he found out another thing. He disclosed in this. Uh, I don't think we have the audio of this. Was that he had uh, he found out about the trade from Russell Westbrook himself? Oh, really? 
That was yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. There's nobody from the Wizards or the Rockets reached out to him, according yeah. to John Wall. Yeah. Uh, John. Now he might have. He might have. If he's anything like me, he ignored like 18 texts, but then saw that Russell was <laughs> texting him. Or you know, <laughs> he yes. got a bunch of texts from numbers he didn't recognize. And right. He just like didn't even click on it. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of John Wall trying to make the situation better, we know that. He was traded here the first year he was here. He was here for two years. The second year, he hardly played. He didn't, he didn't play the second year. But he said in that year, he was willing to come off the bench if, if, they were, if, if someone was truly better than him. And I would have been fine coming off the bench for them. You know what I mean? Mm. But I'm like, don't just give him a spot. Let him earn it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go back to check on my condo a month before the scene. They call. They're like, yo, come in the office. He's like, yo, this is coach talking. He's like, yo, how would you feel come off the bench? I said, for who? No offense, but who? I'm your best player last year. Like, uh, this is what the GM wants. This is what you want. I mean, he wants you to uh, play 10, 15 minutes a game. Sometimes don't play. I said, I'm not doing that. Either you're going to guarantee me some minutes. Right. Or I'm not. But I'm like, let him up earn a spot. Not facts. And the coach, he was like, man, you don't deserve that. Like, you should be a starter. Like, you don't. be like, this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Okay. I mean, and I guess as is his right, he still got paid. They didn't, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't, Give him conduct detrimental for saying I don't want to do what the GM is asking me to do on my forty-seven million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, boy, pro sports has gotten weird. <laughs> they, they, I mean, that stuff like this is out of control. Like guys getting paid I, just to sit at home, forty million bucks. What the hell? Cost of doing business? Yeah, that's crazy yeah, to I me. Don't, I, yeah, it, and it is. That's what's so crazy about it. Yeah. It's at the $50 million. Like, did anybody at least break a chair over this scenario at all? Was anybody, did anybody like pin somebody up against the right, wall? Right, right. I need is a there fight. anything? Like, is there, like, what are the, what are the standards exactly anymore? Oh, and by the way, uh, Russell Westbrook had told John Wall that a trade was in the works oh, okay. before it actually went happens. That's how John Wall found out that something was going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, last one. This is this is the scorched earth quote I think that people are pointing to when it comes to John, John Wall on Theo Pinson's Run Your Race podcast says Rockets bad organization. It's just a bad organization right now. Mm-hmm. Like they got to fix some shit around. But like I always talk to Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, KJ. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, don't get adjusted to this losing. Shit. It's not how the league is. Yeah. But at the same time, I had to tell them like this shit y'all getting away with over here. You go to any other teams, you'd be out the league. You'd be like, you wouldn't play. You're not playing. You wouldn't play. No facts. So I'm trying to explain that to them because they think it's sweet. And I'm like, if you ever get traded and go somewhere else, you can be like, this motherfucker was right. And I think that's the concern. I think when Rocket fans heard this interview, I think that's the one they latched onto because, I mean, look, the Rockets are kind of off the grid yeah. right now because they're not very good. But the problem is they're not very good. I think we anticipated them not being very good this year, but they're going to be fun to watch because they've got Shengun and they've got Jalen Green and yeah. Jabari Smith Jr. And they're not that fun to watch right now. They're not competitive. They're a horrible defensive team. And boy, there was a cut up of Jalen Green, like one of those James Harden dead spin cut ups from a few years ago where Harden they they cut him up just not trying on defense. They did one of somebody did one of Jalen Green and it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. These guys look like they've quit on Steven Silas, and I think that's what's frustrating for a lot of Rocket fans, you know, that that want the team to be to be relevant again. I think this 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 lottery, this th- third year of well, being at the top of the lottery, is wearing on a lot of people. There's, I mean, there's also things though too where I think, okay, why is Shangun on the bench in the fourth quarter? And then you realize, like, oh, okay, well, uh, because they're intentionally a bad team. And there's going to be things that, even as you know the strategy, it bothers you when you can't see at least some stab at legitimacy. 
And I, that's just where they are. I think that something that John Wall spoke to there about the culture is the, what I would worry about. And it, it is a very real thing. I think sometimes because culture gets talked about too much by people who don't necessarily understand it. Because it's a really hard thing to understand. Like, I think it, it, I'm not even sitting here claiming that I understand it other than that I know good culture and bad culture when I see it. When it comes to actually building a good culture... It's it's hard to do and balance all that out between your stars and your blue-collar players. But when you have young guys, especially basketball players, are so young and they're making so much money early in their careers, I think the risk is that much higher that without having to work your way up through the minor leagues like in baseball, you know, yes, there's the D-League, but, you know, with the star players, it's just I think that what John Wall – is saying there is true. Like you're gonna you're gonna realize at some point that you can't get away with this stuff if you're on a good team. Yep. And and they won't become a good team unless they get those values somewhere along the way and and kind of get uh, they, like the well when the Astros brought the veterans in in 2017 it, it was kind of um, an acknowledgement that like okay we need we need something more than this we yep. need a little bit we need a little bit more we need carlos beltran's influence um and others to to show these guys exactly what a pro team how it, how it operates yeah th- this team needs that in the worst way and eric gordon's the only real veteran on the team and eric gordon looks like he's being held prisoner when you have, whenever you see eric gordon sitting on the bench or just the look on his face like eric gordon and again, this is what I'd say to Eric Gordon, then you shouldn't have signed the contract extension. You know, like his extension was exorbitant, I thought, for what Eric Gordon was at the time. Yeah. Like that's what happens, man. When you sign a long term deal, especially a big money deal, and you're not playing up to the money, you are subject to the whims of whatever the league thinks you are at that point. Sorry. Um, but I do think John Wall said a couple things in there, as you just pointed out, Seth, that are that are very valid. That's a point you've been making about football and teams like, well, just tank the season and get the first pick and draft a quarterback. That eats. That's like termites eating at the foundation of your organization. The Browns. Yes. You know, like how long? How often can the Browns continually underperform what they look like on paper? Without at some point, yes, quarterbacks matter, obviously, but at some point you got to say, like, all right, man, they accumulated a massive amount of talent and have done absolutely nothing with it. At some point, there you got to establish something. If the odds makers are correct. A rivalry of the Texans in the AFC South is about to pick up a lot of steam. We will tell you which one that is next. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs 
5 to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast, here was Nick Bosa on D'Amico Ryans, the Nick Bosa likely defensive player of the year for San Francisco on his coordinator and Texans head coaching candidate, D'Amico Ryans. Just the way he is as a coach and a leader is... is uh... The, he's the best coach I've been around. Um, I could say that, yeah. Pretty, uh, defensive coordinator for sure. Um, I mean, I've had D-line coaches, but as a defensive coordinator, easily the best one I've been around. What, what makes him so? Just knowing the guys, knowing the team, um, obviously the scheme stuff, which I don't even deal with, but I just see... I just see what he does every week in meetings and how he addresses the young guys and us as a defense and um, how hard he is on us, but how much he congratulates us and is is uh, positive at the same time. I think he just has really figured out how to how to perfectly um, push push us, but not. Uh, not push us too hard and not give us too much credit. Just really good. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's it seems simple, but uh, it's really not. And he's he's gotten better at it. Yeah, I was gonna say, was it, has it always been? No, he's. I think he's getting better, just like us as a defense. It's a great answer. It's it's a really good answer, Seth. D'Amico Ryan's the betting favorite mm. to become the next head coach of. <gasps> The Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will cut you down. That is cut you down, Jimmersay. Juice right there, four to one. You know what? um, One thing that Bosa said right there that was interesting was talking about the scheme stuff. How he doesn't get into that. Yeah, for the for the most part, defensive linemen aren't too concerned with coverages, other than when you're involved in a zone blitz or something. Right. Right. I do, but you do talk to guys on the team. I can remember having a conversation with Mark Brunell, and I can't remember which offensive coordinator it was at the time. But Mark Brunell, you know, who was a perennial Pro Bowl quarterback, very good quarterback, that particular year was talking about how he did not have a clue what was going on with the offense because it was just a mess. Like in terms, of, when I say that, I don't mean he didn't know what direction it was taking. He was saying on any given play, he didn't actually understand wow. what was going on in the Holy offense. Smokes. Because some coaches coach, they love to coach after the fact. They love to say, well, you should have thrown it there because the guy was open. But they don't have a process for getting to it. And where other coaches like Shanahan are very good and Kubiak are very good at giving you a process and a system. And it's more than just saying what the reads and the progression are. It's just it's a whole system and it's a whole teaching method and everything. And it goes that way on defense, too. There are actually a lot of defenses where guys are confused about their responsibilities in any given week. You know, it would it, it, Like, okay, when Richard Smith was a defensive coordinator, I can remember talking to guys, defensive backs. So, yeah, I don't get that involved with the scheme, but you talk to the defensive backs, 
And they're like, I don't know what the hell I'm it's supposed mess. to be doing this week. Yeah. Like, I don't have a clue. Yeah, yeah, he's got 18 different rules for different situations, and nobody knows. And what's worse is sometimes the coaches on the field, when your assistant coach, when your position coach has to, like, stop and have a meeting with another coach to figure out what you're supposed to be doing oh, in a split second. Dude. On a Friday? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday is my favorite part of that whole rant. <laughs> so that's I don't think that's going on with D'Amico Ryans a yeah. lot. I think that, that he's got any of that nipped in the bud, and he's done very well as defensive coordinator there. So uh, that's, the guy, that's the part where, yes, the idea – the idea of hiring an offensive coordinator, he will be there forever and work with a young quarterback, and, uh, and they'll be awesome for decades, just like Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, is a great idea, and it's awesome when it works out that way. But first and foremost, above all else, you have to be sure that you're hiring the best head coach. Yeah. And if, there's, if there are two candidates that you think are both head, awesome head coaches, but one of them's an offensive coordinator, then by all means, go with the offensive coordinator. But if... If you only feel like one of the, one guy's like maybe a special type of guy, then you got to go with that guy as long as he looks like he has the capability of finding and hiring the right offensive staff, working with them, replacing the guy once he gets a head coaching job, all those things. And I still do feel like D'Amico Ryans is that guy. Yep. Four to one, the favorite to be the Indianapolis Colts' next head coach, I, th- which makes me think we can bring John Lopez in on this too. John stepping in. Hello, John. Um, if the Colts hire D'Amico Ryans, is Sean Payton the only hire that will keep Texan fans from looking at the Texans hire as sort of a settling for? Because clearly D'Amico is not. If he's in the mode he was in last year, he just doesn't want to be a head coach for another year. That's one yeah. thing. If he goes to your division rival, you know that he suppose you know he probably was supposed to hate the whole time he was with the Texans. Um, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> that is gonna hurt. Then um, you got to hire Frank Reich. I think it's the only choice. Proportional response. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They take or Peyton Manning. Right there, you One go. The Boom. Oh yeah. boy, that would be. What oh, if they offer Peyton Manning like fifty million a year, dude? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seriously, give him like a two hundred fifty million dollar contract. That'd be awesome. Oh my god, can you imagine? Be the greatest <laughs> greatest coaches show every week of all time. Uh, what do you, uh, John? Welcome in. First of all, thank you, sir. Um, did you you've been listening in on our conversation? I have. What would the reaction be if D'Amico Ryan's gets hired as the Colts' next head coach, and the Texans hire anybody? Other than Sean Payton. I think it would be, first of all, uh, fear of missing out, the proverbial FOMO. Yep. Uh, and secondly, I think it would be a huge disappointment. I mean, it would be an enormous disappointment. And, and the next guy could be, who knows, as, Seth, as Seth was just talking about. Yeah. It could be something great. But, boy, D'Amico in that, on that Colts sideline. Colts blue. Yeah. The, the, the problem there would then also be that, okay, possible confirmation of rumors that just D'Amico flat out didn't want to come here. Or, oh, yeah. Or, or whatever. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah, I think that, that that'll be the – and D'Amico going anywhere else. Like, if he's if he wants to coach and he winds up taking one of these jobs and it's not the Texans' job, I do think that'll be something that – that'll be that, – it won't be nothing. Let's just put it that way. Whoever gets hired. Even yeah. if we like Shane Steichen or Jonathan yeah. Gannon or whoever. The other thing that would pop up again, and I don't believe it, I wouldn't be one of these people, is like, see there, this nobody wants to be a part of this organization, not yeah. even a former player. Yeah. It's not that way anymore. It's not dysfunctional anymore. Or at least it's on the brink of not being dysfunctional anymore. Yep, yep. Uh, But I think that would pop back up too. <laughs> That's going to be the hashtag next year. Yeah. On the brink of not being dysfunctional. <laughs> on the brink of function. Careful, it's a hard word to spell. We're so close to function. 
we are really so, close to acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> now that's something I can get behind. That's like, that is the Sean Payton fitness fanatic uh, yeah. version of a hashtag. Yes. Yeah, how about that, John? Do you when you look at Sean Payton, mm-hmm. and I know Landry's going to bring this up on your show. Um, John McClain called Sean Payton a workout fanatic. Workout fanatic. Yeah. I don't believe it. Well, you no, know, neither do I. <laughs> I do not I have to question it. John McClain's eyesight at this what, point. What's the definition of fanatic? Right, right. Like, Nick Casario is a fanatic. He's a fanatic. Just because you He watches made... a lot of body shaping. I right, know. I was going to say, because you read fitness magazines and watch, uh, yeah. yeah watch... Denise Austin. Yeah. Denise... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kobe Ty. Kobe Ty. I used to oh, watch those. Kobe Ty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scooping my cereal into my mouth in the morning on the couch. Richard, <laughs> what was his name? Richard... Uh... Simmons? Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I did not sit and watch him the same way I watched Denise Austin. Um, so what's going on on the show today? Uh, well, you can scratch one coach off the list, of yeah. course. I know you guys were, were talking about that. Uh, and, and Adam Spillane uh, joins us. Uh, Rockets dysfunction. I heard the, the John Wall discussion, too. Yeah. I have some thoughts on that. This dude sat out a year and a half. Yeah, and got paid. <laughs> he basically said in one of things. those cuts that the team wanted me to do X, and I didn't want to do it. Let me tell you how and to be a professional, all right? Sit out a year and a half. Right, right, right. They didn't not want him to play. They wanted him to play a certain role. Like that's, exactly. Okay. Yeah, good. I, I mean, some of the things he says in there, the Rockets are not without culpability in where this, obviously where they are right now and how they look like this yeah. season. And I think Wall touches on some of that in those cuts. Yeah. If uh, I would encourage you guys, if you're going to go relive some memories and Google various people from body shaping, to uh, Google Kiana, not yeah. Kobe Ty, if you're at work. Kiana. I'm Kiana. On Kiana. Okay. Kiana was the one from Body Shaping. With yeah. a K? Yeah, K- not Kobe Ty. No, you got a show to do, John. No, I don't. Googling. A- <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Seth, antibodies to you, my friend. Antibodies to you. Thank you. And uh, NSFW as well. Some body shaping. Here we go. Yeah. All right, we're done. We're out of time. We'll be with you tomorrow at 6 a.m. In the Loop is up next. Have a great day, everybody. I've got contact hangover from Sean Pendergast. Jeez. Workout fanatic. Antibodies to you. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.